hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. You know, I've really enjoyed this series. I've enjoyed this idea that some principles are only learned through a lifetime. This idea that some things, they don't come easy, and they don't come fast. Some things take time. They require testing. They come through strains and struggles, lumps and losses. I want to keep this conversation going today with a message that we're calling Generosity versus Greed. Hi, welcome to the Chew on That podcast. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church here in Green Bay. And you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the most current sermon series happening at Life Church. And that uh, sermon series right now is Time Tested Truths, and it's been fantastic. In fact, after you get done listening to this podcast, go back and listen to them all because the sermons have been great and the discussions afterwards have been even better. And so joining me today is my friend, Courtney Ford. Say hi, Courtney. Hi. I'm so glad that you're here. So I don't know if everyone knows you, like I know you, but maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Courtney Ford. Uh, I have a husband and two little boys, Layton, which is five, and Oakley, which is a year and a half. Um, they keep us busy. I'm sure. We also own a CrossFit gym in Howard, CrossFit One Shot. Um, so we're busy spending time there and spending time as a family. That's awesome. Tell me how you got into that kind of business. Uh, my husband and I actually met at our CrossFit gym when we lived in San Diego. So <gasps> Where in San Diego did you live? We lived in, I lived in Carlsbad. He lived in Encinitas. Nice. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. cool. Is that where you're from? No, I'm from Green Bay, but gotcha. my husband is from Orlando, Florida. I see. So. I see. So how, like, then how did you guys end up there? Like, how did you guys meet at a place? In- yeah, he was at a, it was kind of a crazy situation, but he was at a CrossFit gym in Encinitas. Um, I was kind of desperate. Um, we didn't know each other at this time. I was just getting done training for a full marathon, was completely strung out with fitness and turned to CrossFit and went to one gym. I was ready to sign up at the, at this one gym in Encinitas and um, crazy, but we were, I was headed down the coast, like ready to sign up for this gym. And uh, all I heard was turn around. And so I turned around. I don't really know why I was yeah, so obedient. <laughs> um, because I was desperate at this point and this gym was going to cost me so much money and turned around. And a couple days later, I found um, this gym in Carlsbad and went and did a workout, joined right away. And a week later, I met Chase. And the crazy thing is that the gym that I was headed to sign up for before I heard turn around was actually a gym he was just leaving. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the, that's the story of how wow. we met. He uh, Facebook messaged me, which I blew him off at first, and the rest is history. Wow, that's so yeah. cool. Why were you in San Diego? Um, I worked for a professional wakeboarding company called Liquid Force. No kidding. Yeah, so I did customer service and stuff there. Um, originally, it was just for an internship and turned into a full-time gig mm. for a couple of years. I could totally see that, though, because you guys can't see her, but I'm looking at her right now, and you could totally see, like, she's, like, total surf girl looking. <laughs> so the fact that she's from Wisconsin to begin with is kind of remarkable. Yeah. Because you definitely have that, like, SoCal sort of feel Thanks. about you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I loved it out there. That's my home away from home. Like, I just love San Diego. Yeah, so I was there though for the Navy, and so that's not okay. nearly as fun as working for a wakeboard company. So were you at Pendleton, or were you down no, no, in was, Coronado? No, or? I was in submarine, so I was on Point Loma. Oh yeah, and so uh, and then lived in Ocean Beach, which kind of like fits my vibe. Yeah. I'm definitely kind of like a sort of that hippie. Sweet. I like I don't smoke a lot, but like <laughs> I mean now I don't smoke at all. Like even then I didn't smoke. <laughs> Anyway, but OB is kind of a smoker's yeah, place. Yeah. But anyway, but I loved it. Though. Like I love going back. Like I just like get off a plane and I step out of the airport and there's just that smell. It's like I know. Oh my gosh. 
And it uh, just feels like home. It's like it was never really home for me. Yeah. Um. Because it, it was. It's just kind of a melting pot and felt like a stepping stone yeah. for me. And it was. Um. But I mean, every time my husband and I we go back, we try to go back sometimes during like red tide oh, when the yeah. yeah. It's just we just mm. love it there. Yeah. We love me it. Too. Well, I'm glad you made your way back here though. Yes. And that you're here. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's that's good to know. I feel like that's enough. To, like, tell me, but no, first, tell me more about your Jesus journey. <laughs> My Jesus journey. Um, I grew up Catholic mm. originally. Um, that's how I grew up. We would go like, you know, Easter, Christmas. My dad would take me, my parents would take me, you know, regularly. I did religion class and all of that. Sure. Um, but never really felt like the connection that obviously we feel now as, you know, going to life church. Um, when I was 18 or 19 years old, um, I had met someone who went to another like local non-denominational church. And that's kind of where it all started, to I be see. honest. So um, from there, it's just been quite the ride. And, um, you know, there's been highs and lows and times where I've haven't been completely, um, you know, engulfed in yep. Jesus and, and, you know, ebbing, ebbing and flowing has sure. definitely occurred. But um, yeah. Was Chase always a Jesus? Was he a Jesus first when you met yeah, him? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He um, actually was um, fellow, I think it's called Fellowship of Christian Athletes or something mm. oh, like yeah, in FCA. high school. Yeah, FCA. So he did that in high school. Um, then he joined the Marine Corps. I'm not really sure exactly what his Jesus journey was when he was um, in the military. But when I met him, he was Jesus. Nice. Jesus boy. That's so, awesome. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get started. But then one day, on a day I wasn't even praying about it or complaining to God about it, he said, why? And then he just sat there. And I was like, um, hello? Why what? And he was like, why do you need people to be more thankful? As a matter of fact, why do you think they need to be thankful at all? I mean, are you generous or are you really just insecure? When you give, are you being generous or are you trying to pay for their affirmation? Are you trying to buy people's acceptance? Are you trying to buy a claim? Are you blessing people or are you just trying to look good? Yeah. <laughs> um, when, you know, listening to that message, I instantly felt convicted. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm a generous person. Um, I feel like I would be more of a generous person had I, you know, have if I had more money or more yeah. things to yeah. give away. Um, but there was another part in the message where he basically said, um, you know, str um, he struggles with being taken for granted, like, yeah. and not feeling appreciated or almost like you do things for people, you know, the same people so much that they almost just expect it or feel entitled to it. Right. And I think that's my... That's, I mean, when he said that, I was like, oh, that hits home because yeah. that's totally me. I, I love giving away, but I also love feeling appreciated for giving away. And really, why should I feel like that? Right. You yeah. Know? That makes it conditional, right? Like I'm yeah. giving it with this condition that I expect this in return. Like you don't have to pay me back. No. But you should at very least, like you should appreciate it. For sure. Like I feel like I do that, like even <sighs> on a regular basis. Like if I feel like I open a door for someone and they don't say thank you, I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. Like, what a tricky <laughs> totally. thing to say. Totally. You know and, what I mean? And that's and that's you know, that's a really simple way, but that's exactly what we do. Yeah. When we do what Sean's talking about. Yeah. yeah. I just I feel like 
for me, it hit me in the gut as well because I feel like, am I, am I just trying to buy friends? Like I want people, I, I desperately want people to like me. Like this is something I've dealt with my whole life and that's a long time. But like, I feel like I've always just tried to find a way, like how do I get people to like me? They're not going to like me because I'm good looking because I'm not good looking. They're not going to like me because I'm <laughs> something because I'm not that. Or I'm not going to, you know, so I had to find all these ways that I feel like they weren't going to like me. So at least they should like me because I'm kind or I'm nice. And so if I'm kind or I'm nice and they still don't like me, then I'm like, what? I can't believe you. Like I operated, I operated a long time underneath that model and it, it doesn't jive with what Jesus told us to do. Mm-mm. You know, like he was very specific about like, regardless of what they do, regardless of, of how they pay you back, you still got to just keep doing it. Because if you're just doing it to get the credit for it or the recognition for it, then that's all you're going to get. I feel like it says that in the Bible somewhere about like people that like, do big grand gestures of charity work or big grand gestures of faith or I don't know, whatever. And like if they're doing it so they can show off. And then Jesus says the people that do that, that the credit that they get for showing off, that's all they're going to get. It has nothing in the bank of heaven. If we're, if we're doing it just to get credit here on earth, you know? So I feel like that's a really big deal. And it, it really changed how, like how I work, like it really changed like my interaction, even like in my personal reactions, like my, my personal relationships, because I feel like a lot of us, maybe not you guys in your marriage, but I feel like for me in my marriage, there was always a ledger. There was always something like I did this. And while I don't expect you to do something in return, know that I know that it's worth this much on the ledger. Right. You're kind of ticking for tack a little right? bit, but yeah. not, yeah. You know, and, and he said that about our marriages too. Like there's no way that we should be keeping a ledger, you know, in our marriages, but we do that. Like, you know, and then like, and I feel like the problem with that is, is that that builds an animosity or an en- enmity between us that it, it shouldn't even be there. But like right. we kind of create these fights in our own head because we want it to be a tick for tack, right? Yeah, for you sure. Know, and like that's not supposed to be how it works. No, at all. and then pride gets in the way too. Yeah, with for that, sure. So yeah, yeah, and I, I hate that part too because we just talked about pride. Then we just yeah. talk about yeah. Was it last week? Or yeah, the week I think before? so. Yeah, you know, because I feel like I, it's funny because I said the same thing. I feel like it's the exact same thing. Like I, I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. I don't want to admit that I owe you something or I don't, oh my gosh, you guys, Mm -hmm. no wonder why like so many marriages have like these conflicts because if you don't talk about that thing or if you don't talk about those expectations, then they all snowball. Like they're like, um, what did I say the other day? They're like, it's like wearing a wool coat, a wool, a wool, a wool (laughs) Wool coat. Like in an old cat lady's house, right? Like you're just like, cause like it, everything sticks. Oh to yeah, you everything then. sticks. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you're just like all this cat hair and just goes more and more and more, and then you <laughs> leave wearing a cat coat, you know? Oh. And so that's what happens when we don't address these things, or when we have expectations that we, you know, this pride thing makes us say, you know. So I don't want to wear a cat coat anymore. You know? That's good. You know. <laughs> For the love of money is the root of all evil. So the cure to that's real simple. Don't fall in love with your money. Use this formula. Get it, give it. Get it, give it. Get it, give it. (laughs) Because in God's economy, he's looking for conduits, people he can give through, and he'll give to people he can give through. So I feel like um, there's uh, some stuff besides San Diego that we have in common, and the fact that I didn't actually surf, but I did. <laughs> I did boogie board a lot because yeah. I really because I don't feel like I could really get up on a surfboard. Mm-hmm. I feel like I think you could. You think so? Well, maybe I can do it like on those uh, like on those wave machine 
Not oh, a weight yeah. machine, but like a like a yeah, like the the surf yeah, riders yeah. or something. Yeah, I yeah, get the, yeah. And I, like a longboard all the time. Okay. And so like I feel like I've got like for an old big guy, I feel like I've got good balance. Yeah. Anyway, but I would boogie board a lot. Like, and it was cheaper to get a boogie board than it was to get a surfboard. For sure. Anyway, besides San Diego, I also feel that we're both um, we're both business owners, right? Yeah. So you have um, the fitness club, and then I have a photography business. Right. And so when Sean talks about uh, economies and he talks about money, I feel like one of the things that um, have has always been a part of what I do in the business is I feel like. God recognized that I wasn't able to hold down a job on my own, on my own. Like, I, if you know me, you know that I've gotten fired from just about every job I've ever okay. had. And so, and I don't know why. Like, I'm a hard worker and I'm smart and I'm good with people. I don't know why I keep getting fired, but I would always get fired. And then finally, God's like, "Listen, bro, you got to hold down a job already." And so, he, you know, I feel like he's what prompted me to start this photography business. And I feel like he gave me like the, you know, the gift I needed for to sure. shoot photography. And so I've always felt like whatever I do, I need to make sure that I'm giving some of that back because no matter what you do, if it's photography or if it's fitness and CrossFit or if it's, I don't know, macrame, whatever it is that you can do that God's given you the gift to do it, you should be giving some of that back. Not just money from that thing, but some of that back. And so yeah. it's always been part of the great Scott Images, you know, way that we would always be giving back. We'd always be taking pictures of people that can't afford it. Or we'd always be, you know, making sure that we give some away just because I feel like it was a gift from God in the first place. And why would I not give at least, you know, some of that back? Yeah. Is that part of the model, you know, for you guys? Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think talking about this is great. I think that myself and Chase are very under the radar with our giving. Mm. Um, we, and I guess this, this is might maybe a good thing. Um, but we don't, we give a lot. Um, people don't realize the memberships that people yeah. don't pay for or the break that people are given if they have a $3,000, you know, vet bill that, right. hey, I got to take off a couple months from the gym. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. Um, we've, yeah. we've got you. Um, so I, I think that like our generosity in that aspect is very, um, very like under the radar. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we do do a lot of that stuff. Um, it's just not, you know, publicized. Yeah. No, yeah. I totally get that. And I feel yeah. like that's probably the better way to do it. Like you shouldn't be doing press releases. Hey, yeah. Nancy, you know, G couldn't pay her thing. So we yeah. paid it for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we shouldn't be doing that. No, for sure. Because that goes back to the thing we talked about in the last segment where we talked about how when you're doing things just for the show, the show is all you're going to get. Like you're not earning any points up in heaven by doing that. No. So I feel like you're probably handling it the right way. But I, I love this idea about how we have to stop looking even at the things that we that we get, even if we're just doing it on the down low or the DL. That's what the yeah, kids the call. Yeah, the DL. So hey, now you're cool. <laughs> you are cool now. Hey, I'm I'm 31, so I'm not with the cool lingo anymore. But I'm with the, the DL. That's, that's super funny. <laughs> so, but I, I feel like that should always be part of how we operate. That 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 um that we are a conduit. And I love that that picture that Sean painted about how God's looking for conduits to give. Through. I love it. Yeah. I love I feel it. Like that's it's proven true in my life, and I don't know if it's proven true in your 100%. life. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, first off, I love I love when people question why people why do they have a house like that? Why do mm. they have a facility like that? Why do they have this many kids? Why do they? You know, yeah. like people always want to like why 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 because they want what they have or whatever right. the case may be. And I love knowing the inside story of those people that people are talking about because it's like God is using them. Yes. Through those things. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And um, 
I like I love it. I yeah. love I love knowing the inside scoop when God is using people or he's, you know, what did he say like get it, give it? Yep. And knowing that those people are like get it, give itters right. kind of thing. Yep, for sure. Um, but 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking um like I I've I've, I've if you knew me like 30 years ago, so maybe before you okay. were born. <laughs> So. I didn't. I did not know you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, boy, my life was a it was a wreck, right? Like, I I filed bankruptcy in San Diego. I had my Suzuki Samurai repossessed in San Diego. I had my Honda Elite 150, which in 1987 or whenever that was a dope scooter <laughs> in 1987. San but Diego I, was your jam. Yeah, it was. You got a lot, so, of good, a lot of memories I there. Do. And so, like, that got repossessed, yep. right? Like, and so, like, I, I I've been homeless, right? Like. And so, and now if you looked at my life now, you'd be like, I'd be one of those people, people are looking at like, why does that guy get that? Like, why does that guy, like, why is he driving a brand I love new that. Outback? Why, is, why does he get a house like but that? But like, like what people didn't know, gosh, okay. So just like reflecting back is, um, I remember, so my husband and I, when we first moved, so we lived in San Diego, we moved to Hawaii. We lived in Hawaii. He lived there for a year. I lived there for six months and we operated in one vehicle. Um, this is like gym story. We bought $3,000 of equipment, like literally traveled from park to park training people. Oh my gosh. So that's like a whole nother story. But one, people don't know that. They also, you know, unless they've read like our bio online. Um, the second thing is for the first, I think two or three years that we lived in Green Bay, we were a one car family. Um, we drove like an 07 uh, Ford Edge, which was like a nice car, sure. but um, we shared it. And I remember when we first bought um, my, my now vehicle, which was like, it's a Jeep Grand, or Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I remember when we first got it, like somebody said, and I don't even remember who it was, but somebody was like, oh, like business must be good. Like, mm. you know, and it's like, whoa, like you don't even know. Like, <laughs> yes. what? Like, yeah. like, I mean, we're doing okay, but like, this was a stretch. Right? Like, yeah. you know, and- um, so like even looking at you, people, if they don't know the backstory, like, yeah, you've got an okay car, but right. look at where you used yeah. to be, you yep. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's, and there's nothing I can attribute that to if it's not the blessings of God. Like there's just, you know, there's no way that, that, that my business should do as well as it does. There's no way that I should really have the house that I have. There's no way that I should have the car that I have. There's no, there's just no way, you know what I mean? And so it's all. You know, and so these people that are like reluctant to be getter givers, get it, get it, yeah, get it, give it, get it, get it, get it, give it, ers. Yes, get it, give it, ers. Right, that's it. Like, there's no way I can be a get it, give it, or because there's too many things I'm responsible for. I'm so behind and blah blah blah. And I just feel like, boy, I I could just point you to my life and say, when you start the get it, give it, like it turns out that like you end up not having to worry about that stuff. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, well, first off, this is, this is the get, the, the give, the get, See, <laughs> <it's> not- <laughs> the get it, give it, er, concept is my husband and I have been tested this entire year through the, the get it, give it model. Yeah. Um, one, like back through the, the pandemic, like if I went through, so I have my, my journal in front of me. And if I went through, if I went back to April, May, and June of yeah. all the blessings that were bl- like put on over our lives and just, oh my gosh, it like makes me shake because it's just all of the the protection that was in our health and our finances and our business and our family, like all of it is 100% given to God. And the cool thing is like the get it, give it method 
not method. I mean, let's whatever, whatever you call with, it. Let's just stick with that. Um, I remember in February, um, you know, I've, I've been a Tyler for ex- two or three years, um, consistent Tyler, and always had a set dollar amount. That set dollar amount has always been what it has been for the last two or three years. And starting in February, um, God told me to tithe a hundred dollars more than what I was used to. And I was like, I don't know if I have that. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, we're kind of tight already, like, but okay. And, February, I gave it. And all of a sudden, you know, and this wasn't during the shutdown yet. We didn't even know that, you know, the pandemic was going to happen to us. And March, he told me to go another $100. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what? You know, like, and then all of a sudden the middle of, you know, the middle of March, finances or the shutdown came. Right. right. In April, he told me the same thing. And I was just like, I mean, April 1st, like we were, Chase and I were trying to make it to April 1st. Actually, we were trying to make it to April 2nd or April 3rd to be like, okay, like we really just want people to pay their membership. Because we didn't, we didn't know. We heard all this stuff about gyms closing down and members quitting. And um, when we ended up getting our paycheck, like April 5th, somehow ended up having like that exact amount of money mm. left over in my account. Like after all of our bills, after like, I mean, I paid paid my yep. tithe first and right. ended up having that exact dollar amount. It makes me like tear up because yeah. it's just like, and then the blessings to follow it. Like we were able to pay so much money off and we were into, able to pay our entire business off in debt. Wow. Um, in like a in a pandemic, like, it's just crazy the amount of blessings that, I mean, people just walked in our doors, called us to join our Zoom classes. Like, what? Like, people are quitting gyms right now and we're like getting new people, you know? And 100%, but get it, give it. And I, I didn't even know how it was possible. And now, now I've never even gone back to what I used to give. Like, it's just stayed that way, you know? Um, so yeah, God I loves love giving people he can give through. Yeah. And like, I hope that he keeps trusting me. Speak life. <laughs> give away compliments. Give away confirmations. Give away congratulations. When people do something, make a really big deal about it. Find something positive and shout it out in their life. The book of Philippians, it says, if anything is excellent, if anything is worthy of praise, focus on those things. Last night at uh, downtown, so Life Church has a bunch of ways that you can uh, partake in our church services. Uh, there, uh, we're back to meeting live at 1045 on Sunday mornings here at the De Pere campus. Um, then we also have a pocket that meets at nine, I think, on Sunday mornings over at the exchange in De Pere. Um, there's people that have pockets all over town. Uh, you can watch online beginning on Saturday nights all the way uh, like on demand. And then we also have uh, Life Church downtown, which meets typically at five o'clock on Sunday nights at Gather on Broadway here in Green Bay. But anyway, we were at church yesterday talking about uh, this very thing and about this idea of being generous with our words. And we were talking about how, like sometimes like back to that pride thing, sometimes we want to hold on to compliments or we want to hold on to praise or we want to hold on until we get something first. Like, okay, I'll tell you how pretty you look or I'll tell you how great I think you are. or I'll tell you about whatever, right? Both in our public relationships and in our private relationships. We'll like hold on to that. Like, like waiting for something to get first. And I, I hate that kind of economy. I hate that method. I don't know if that would yeah. kind of like wait to 
get it before you give it. Like that seems like the opposite. Yeah, or or the the pride of not wanting to. And I don't really know why you wouldn't want to boost somebody's confidence. Yeah. But almost like, and this sounds so bad, but almost like, oh, but I don't want their head to get bigger. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that sounds terrible to say, but but really, like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's the default joke that we all make. Oh, yeah. great! Now he's going to think the world of himself. Yeah, well, and shouldn't we? Like, and why wouldn't you want them to know yeah. that they look great because they lost ten pounds right. or that they? you love their eyelashes yep, or, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I why, do that stuff all the time. Why would you hold that in, you yeah. know? And and the, I feel like the look on people's face or even sending the message or whatever, like it triples times a million because then they're floating on air and then they, it, it's like a domino effect. Yep. They want to go and yep. they're, you build their confidence that they want to go and say something right. like that to someone else. Yep, they pay it forward. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And I, you know, like, I just feel like if I, like at home, like if I pass my wife and I'm like, man, her hair looks really good today. Like, I don't know what she did. Like, oh, why don't I tell her that? Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, we grew up in such a way, at least I grew up in such a way that you, just, you didn't do that sort of thing. It seemed weird or it seemed creepy. But like, I I do it a lot, probably more than I should. I feel like because I'm old and because I'm uh, a big guy, I feel like people aren't threatened by me so I can say kind things to people like without being <laughs> weird. And so, but if I'm shooting a wedding or if I'm shooting, like, then I, I'm super that. Like, I'm just, cause I feel like for me, it's twofold. One, I need to find things about the person I'm taking pictures of to fall in love with. Like, I'm always trying to like evaluate them. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, but look at her eyes. Like, and I feel like I yeah. do that. And then, but then, I, but then I tell them that. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, look at her eyes. You know what I'm like? Yeah. And so like, I feel like it benefits me because my pictures are better, but it benefits them because it, you know, and like they might say, well, you have to say that because I'm taking a picture. I don't have to say that. No, you don't. <laughs> I can still just take your picture. <laughs> yeah. Before we started in our pre-show, we were talking and I was asking you as a coach, if you were an encourager kind of coach yeah. or like a barking kind of coach. Yeah. And then you said, no, I feel like I'm kind of more of like an encouraging kind of coach. Yeah. I think people want that. People want to be encouraged. Yeah. And there, no one would ask for it. Like no one's going to say, hey, can you encourage me? Or hey, could you compliment me? Or what do you think of my eyes? If anyone's asking you, what do you think I look like in this? Or like know that they, like you've not been giving them that. So if it's your wife or your husband or whatever, it's like, hey, what do you think about my somethings? Know that they've been thinking about the fact that you've not said something to right. them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a, I, I'm definitely an encourager, but I'm also, I'm a demander too. Like I'm not going to. Um, people know when they, and this might, I don't know, this doesn't sound bad, but they know when they get a compliment from me, like they, they did a good job. Oh, like they earned it. They earned. Like I don't want to say earned. Like people shouldn't <laughs> earn. Like, but they're, you know, like I don't just like. Oh, good job. And yeah. they don't do a good, you know, I'm a, I'm a, an encourager, but I'm not like, ooh, rah, rah. Like if you did something wrong, like I'm going to tell you what you did wrong when you fixed it. I'm going to sure. celebrate it, Got you it. know? Yep. Um, so they, they know that it, they did a good job, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That might sound very wrong. No, but, I'm super scared to oh go gosh. to YouTube. <laughs> no, don't <Just> be. <laughs> no. Oh. But I just feel like this is also part of God's economy. This part about loving our neighbor because I don't mean to keep bringing up downtown, but we talk downtown a lot about like as far as we can tell, like we really only have three things to do. We need to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. And we do that by loving our neighbors as ourselves, including our enemies, and then going and tell everyone that good news, right? And so this thing about loving our neighbors as we love ourselves and loving our enemies, like withholding encouragement or withholding compliments or withholding praise, like that goes against what God told me to do. Like mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be loving on people. And, and, and people like – Everyone, whether they feel like they're people of faith or not, they're looking for finding a purpose in their life, finding love in their life, and finding community in their life. And those are the things that they're looking for. And if 
if as if as Jesus people we can deliver on some of those things, if we can give them love unconditionally, not expecting anything back in return or unexpectedly, like that's I mean that's what Jesus is telling us to do. Well, and I think so. Like basically, the the word love has been my 2021 mantra. And mm. it's become become my mantra because every time that I would feel ill towards someone or like want to start a conflict or anything like that, all that comes through my mind is love. And I think that just loving them is the best way to show the Jesus in you. Yeah, I love that. Why are you rationing your love? <laughs> Give it away. Give your love like it'll never run out. You know, love is like a boomerang. The more intensity with which you throw it out there, the faster it'll come back to you. So love, and love everybody. The Gospel of Luke says, do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. If you only love those who love you, why should you even get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. I probably do too much on Facebook. I like to be on Facebook because I like to like spread positivity on the Facebook. On the Facebook. I, on the Facebook. <laughs> That's an old guy way to say mm-hmm. it. But I uh, I shared something the other day um, that uh, even, even after the political cycle was over, right? Like we figured out who won, right? And that guy won and that guy, you know, got inaugurated or whatever. But there was like so much turmoil around that. And I was watching so many of the people that I, that I thought were my Jesus friends that maybe they're just friends, right? Like maybe they're not necessarily Jesus mm-hmm. friends, but they were like, and the, but they were like, they were like spilling vitriol, right? They were, you know, they were like picking fights instead of making friends, right? They yeah. were, and like, I feel like that's not what we're called to at all. And a lot of people feel like they have this, like this self-righteousness that they, or this righteousness that they need to defend. And like, I need to, I need to admit who I am in Jesus Christ. I don't, I want to say, I don't know that I need to defend Jesus Christ. Like, I don't, I think God's got it. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think I got to fight a fight for God. Right. I feel like I could have this all wrong. And you can write to me at Scott at livechurchgreenbay.com if you think this is, <laughs> if I've got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I've got it right. That back to that thing, love and love and go. Like, that's what I'm called to do. Love God with everything, love my neighbor with everything, and then go and tell everyone the good news. And so that includes people that voted for, this guy or voted for that girl, or that includes, you know, everybody, includes yeah. everybody, loving everybody, whether they look like me or act like me or vote like me or shop like me or whatever. Yeah. Like, everybody, everyone is made in the image of God. Like I saw this one guy, I don't know, I was supposed to, there's a lady. Okay. See, even that was really crappy. <laughs> I shouldn't even have said that. There's a, there's a, there's a lady that got appointed to be like the assistant health secretary. Okay. Right? So like, in the cabinet is the health secretary and there's like the deputy sec- health secretary or the, anyway. So it's this lady from Pennsylvania, right? She took care of COVID in Pennsylvania, but she's a transgendered person, right? Okay. And so then, I, but I watched on Facebook how like this guy that I thought was my Jesus friend, like was like ridiculing this choice and ridiculing this person saying, you know, and not even calling this person a person, but calling this person a thing or calling, you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, listen, you don't have to agree with what everyone's doing to no. love them. Like, I don't have to, and sometimes we feel like we've got to agree with them first before we can love them. And this is specifically what Sean is saying that Jesus is saying. Everyone can love the people that they agree to love. It's hard to love the people you don't agree with. Yeah. And so I feel like that's that's the example that the world needs of a Christian is someone that loves everyone regardless of who they are. Yeah. Not because of who they are. You know, the great thing about that is, I mean, 
owning a gym, like we have a melting pot of people, right? Yeah. We've got people one side on the, you know, on the other. And um, the, the, you know, when everything started to happen, um, the only thing that we were told by God to do was to love everyone and to be a light to everyone. Yeah. And I mean, if you go back March, April, May, June to our, you know, gym Instagram feed or CrossFit One Shot Instagram or um, Facebook or whatever, um, like you'll see that that was spread, but that was 100% Jesus because yeah. that wouldn't have been our, you know, there was different people felt, you know, everyone feels like they need to be on all the platforms. And really like our platform was encouraging people to continue to work out, keep their health a priority. Um, and we just felt like the love, like love was the, I mean, the first thing that yeah. came to mind. Um, but just loving everyone. 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 Um, because like I said, there's people in our gym that are just all over the, you know, everyone, yep. you know, some people wear masks inside. Some people um, take them off when they get to their station. Some people don't or, you know, yep. and just opening it up to just, we don't care what you do. Yeah. Like, I mean, we care, but yeah. you know, we don't. Yeah. People aren't looking at you, judging you no. if you've got your mask on or not, or, you know, right. and same with here. People yeah. do and people don't. Right. Or, um, but yeah, just loving, loving everyone. I feel like, um, I, I feel like I need to be reckless with my love. Like I need to be, you know what I mean? Like I need to be, I need to not care. I feel like that's what reckless means. Like reckless driving to me means like you're just driving I'm all over the road <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to, you know, like I feel like that's how we should be with our love. We should be reckless with our love. Like well, we isn't don't there, care. Isn't there the song like reckless love there by, is. is it like Corey? Yes. Corey as Barry. Yeah. 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 Um, Reckless right. love. Like they, like, and I love that song. It's funny you say that because that's like, that's my jam. Like, is I love it? that song. And like, I asked Pastor Jonathan, I said, like, can we do that song? Because yeah. like, why are we not doing that song? Yeah, like, what did he say? And he's like, I, I just have a theological problem with reckless love because like, it, I don't know if God would do anything that he didn't intend to do yeah. or isn't planned or isn't. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like you're not really getting it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Because I, I yeah. want a God that's going to kick down a door, right? Yeah. He's going to tear down a wall for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to chase me downstairs. And so if I feel like the way that that's what I want from God, I feel like that's what I should be providing for someone else. For sure. You know, like if someone needs help or someone needs to be shown love, I should kick down a door or bust through a wall or chase down the stairs to give it to them. Well, and think about like, I just, like what I said earlier about it's the best way to show the Jesus in us because most time people don't deserve to, I mean, we all deserve to be None loved, but us, you don't, but right. you don't think like, you're like, oh, but they're just being really this way right now. Like they yeah. don't deserve my love. But like, think about if you, gave them your love and they'd be like, whoa, like I didn't deserve that at all. Where's that coming from? And yeah. the best way to show, like people don't even know, might not even know that you're a Jesus person, but the moment that you start just pouring love into them without them deserving it. Yeah. Um, and then one day they find out you're a Jesus person. They're right. like, oh, like, I, I get now. it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of like, instead of leading with that for me anyway. Yeah. Like, like I can wear all the Jesus shirts I want. But if I'm not living a life of love, yeah. what is that? What am, I, what am I saying about Jesus? Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I can say in my social media profile that I'm a Jesus guy, right? But if I'm like talking trash about the new assistant health secretary, totally. Like what? What is what? Like what? What testimony am I putting yeah. out there? No. Oh, I see. You're a Christian, and this is what Christians do. Yeah. Well, that's how Christians got a bad rap to begin yeah. with. Yeah, you know, for sure. That's why we're Jesus yeah. people. I want to love, love, love. So how do we teach them? We love them first. It's the biblical model, St. John the Apostle. He said, we love because God loved us first. And guys, he loved us without hesitation, reservation, or equivocation. 
His love, it's immeasurable, it's intentional, and it's intense. I feel like Sean just summed up what we just got done talking about. I know. About. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> we were both staring at yeah. each other for a second. But you had talked about just before this, though. You were talking about like being generous with our time. Yeah. So tell me more about what you have thoughts on that. Tell me more about what you're thinking there. Well, because like on his, in his message on Sunday, it was just like basically viewing, like you can view time as a currency. And I thought that like quote was great because like you can spend it or you can invest it. And what he was talking about right away was um, how, you know, he can waste his time or he could, you know, spend it or invest it. And right now, like, I think he's investing it, like what he said in his kids, yeah, in his right? Kids, right. So that, you know, the return of investment is his kids want to come back home when um, they're older and things like that. And um, I mean, you can take the, you know, the time in all different aspects, spending time with a girlfriend for coffee or, sure. you know, but what's the investment in that? Oh, a long lasting friendship or, right. you know, um, and the, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind right now is definitely my kids. Um, you know, I want them to get excited about certain things, you know, movie nights with mom and dad yeah. or, you know, yeah. um, where that stuff can kind of get lost. Yeah. I feel like investing our time is just like how we should and not squandering. And it's just how we should invest our money and not squander. And we can squander time just like we squander money. Like we can blow money on stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. We can definitely waste our time. Yeah. You know, like the app called Facebook and right. Instagram. And right. I mean, yeah, we can. I mean, you can blow a half hour like that. Oh, like that. And then you're yeah. like, where the heck did my day go? Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been doing, I, I was completely convicted of wasting my time on social media. And um, so now what I've been doing is reading a book. I'm reading the Magnolia storybook. I've oh, read it cool. already. Um, but when I kind of feel the urge to do yeah. that in the middle of the afternoon, you know, we, we work early in the morning and we work late at night. We have this gap between the day and it's really easy to just scroll, yeah. scroll. And all of a sudden an hour goes by, you know? Um, yeah. I saw a post, someone wrote, like, I wonder how many miles I've scrolled. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, your thumb must be yep, sore right? or your like every, joint. You know, it's two inches every time. Yeah. So how many times have you done that motion with your thumb? Yeah. Or, you know? And I feel like that's, I mean, that's totally true. And, and like that, and you might say, well, I'm not on social media, but there's other things. Yeah. That you're like, like you, what's the ROI on this? Like this time that I'm spending doing this, what's my yeah. ROI? So like, not that you shouldn't take care of yourself. Like you shouldn't, like if you're a hunter person and you find peace up in a tree stand, you know, like do that for right. sure. Right. But like, but there's some stuff that we do to the detriment of the other things in our lives. Mm -hmm. Like we're ignoring other stuff because we're investing too much time on something that might not have as great of an ROI. Yeah. Including especially our kids or our spouse, right? Or our faith, you know? And so a lot of people, like when they think about their faith, like they come and they do that hour on Sunday, you know, hour and 15 maybe. And then like, I got that checked off on my box. Until next Sunday. I don't need to spend any more time on my faith. But then, but you talk about an ROI, like, you know, the return on investment of your faith is like uh, eternity, meaning like an infinite amount of return on, on yeah. your investment. So like, I feel like if you're making a decision about how much time you spend on your faith and you're wondering about how it compares to your ROI, I'm just telling you that like where you spend forever is kind of a big deal. And so having an understanding of who we are in Jesus, like that's an important piece. And so you could just, that's not something you could take for granted. And like you should, you should be engaging in conversations with your family and with your friends and with like, it shouldn't be more... It should be more than just a Sunday thing. Like Jesus is not just a Sunday thing. And so like who you are in Jesus should be an all the time thing. You had talked about how there's been an ebb and flow 
Yeah. Uh, to your faith, right? And so yeah. I feel like that's for like 99% of people, right? Even people that proclaim to be like the most jeeziest Jesus people that they could, not the cheesiest. Jeeziest. Jesus people like me still, like it doesn't, it doesn't surround their life. It doesn't encompass their life. You know, I think that, um, I think Pockets probably did a number on people nice. with stuff like yep. that. Yeah, um, I love that. Us, us ourselves, we had a pocket between 10 to 20 people every wow. Sunday in our basement. And the cool thing was a lot of, you know, it opened up a whole door in, for our gym for people. What? Like, you you know, you guys yeah. go to church, this and that. Um, and so, I mean, a huge majority of our people that came for pocket were gym people. And then it just, you know, kind of trickles. Yep. Yep. Um, and one, you know, we're not like at the gym talking about Jesus all the time, but like how, you know, the things we're learning on Sunday and how we're, you know, we talk about this discussion questions after, like that pours into all of our members because yeah. it's not just Chase and I trying to change the gym. It's 10 to 20 other people right. like influencing the gym. And, um, you know, it, it, the pocket has definitely helped, I think, hold a lot of people accountable um, and created that discussion. Like you guys do downtown where right. you talk about it and yep. things like that. Um, I think Sunday services prior to the pandemic, like that was missing, yeah. you know, and and not missing intentionally probably, right. but just because, I mean, you leave, you get in the car and you don't really know what to talk about. Like, yeah. you're like, We're okay, go like, lunch. yeah. Or, or like, hey, what did you think about that message? And, oh, it was good. Like, and you don't have the right questions to prompt yeah. to create conversation. And um, so I think that the pandemic, I mean, I would say this over and over again, it was a huge blessing in so many ways. Definitely probably, you know, people tragic things happen to certain people. Yes. But I mean, overall, there's there's definitely, it's like the parting of the Red Sea. There's blessing on the other side at yeah. some point, you know? Yeah. And um, and you're filling your, you know, with the pockets. Now you're, you have these people that you're talking to on Wednesday night or, That's you right. know, and you're not just, hey, they're, they're, they're just your church friends that yeah. you see at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. on Sunday, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, time. That's good. I love that. Listen, you were really good at this. Thank you. You should have your own podcast. Thanks. My, yeah. Chase and I have considered it, but we yeah. don't really know what to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like you, I mean, you're really good at it. Thank so you. You should come back again. That was fun. Okay, cool. Listen, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please uh, please share it with people that you feel like might benefit from some of the thoughts that we shared here. Or um, We'd love it if you would subscribe or rate this on any of your favorite podcast uh, platforms because that would uh, allow more and more people uh, to get access to it. So we think that would be fantastic. We appreciate your support. And on behalf of my friend Courtney, uh, thanks for joining us. And I'll talk to you the next time. Oh, no.